0: Good morning, everyone, Welcome to BSRM's Facebook Live Q&A session. It is 2021 and we are so excited about the new year. And this evening to kick off our Q&A session, we have two special guests this evening joining us. And tonight's discussion is is on fresh, organic, and local, improving urban food security. And we have Lori Green, who is the president of Market 166 Kitchen and Grocery. We also have Keisha Chapman, who is the vice president of Market 166. Welcome, both of you. We're so glad to have you. Hello.
1: Hi. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, we'd love to get to know about both of you before we dive into the conversation about Market 166. So Lori, start us off.
2: Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am an Atlanta transplant. I'm from Evanston, Illinois. Uh, I've been here over 30 years. I'm a retired educator. um, And I'm also a business owner, a human resources consultant and um, now the new board chair of Market 166.
0: Wonderful. And tell us about you, Keisha.
1: All right, so my name is Keisha Chapman. Um, I've been in Atlanta for about three years now. I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, So I moved down here. I am a digital branch manager at, I think, financial credit union um, and uh, in my spare time, I like to hike <laughs> and, and, um, and get to know the lovely people here in East Point and join organizations and be a part of organizations like uh, Market 166. So i um, really into you know, helping out the community, community service, and it's a pleasure to be here and to be on this board, so it's definitely an honor.
0: That's great, and you all both have service-oriented backgrounds, you, Lori, being an educator, and you, Keisha, as well. So, tell us about, first, tell us about Market 166. What
2: What is it, and what is a co-op? Well, Market 166 is a startup co-op. We started in 2017. Um, Really, it came out of the need for having fresh fruits and vegetables within the one-mile distance, which is not. We only have, uh, I believe, about three or four grocery stores in the area, Um, so it is a food desert. And we know that a food desert, it means, you know, low access, that means you have to go more than one mile, and for low-income people. So, um, it was to meet a need. I do know that a lot of um, newcomers to East Point were kind of shocked, like, you know, where are the grocery stores? Where are the Trader Joe's? And um, they weren't there and they don't think they're coming. So, um, but this is so much better. This is so much better and is community driven. It has really pulled the community together. And um, I'm just excited to uh, continue with the legacy and the dream that was initiated um, some years ago. And we're gonna make this happen, especially in 2021. Keisha, you have something to add?
1: Absolutely, Um, I disagree 100%. I came into East Point here and it's a very active community here and I was disappointed to see that the the access to fresh fruits and vegetables was where just wasn't here, and I was actually surprised. And when I heard the reasoning behind it from, um, you know, from certain large uh, chains just not wanting to come here because of the they said you know the income per household didn't sur- suffice or justify having, um, you know whole foods or those types of places here. I was very surprised because when I go into the supermarkets here, most of the organic fruits and vegetables are sold out. So, um, and then, like I said, you know, we're used to, you know, they have a farmer's market in here. So clearly the community is serious about, you know, healthy
0: eating, healthy living, and it it just wasn't here. So, yep. So let's go back and talk about the area. We do have a global audience. So, Paint the picture for us of what East Point looks like and where East Point is located. Um, East
1: Point is located in in southwest Atlanta. It's in Fulton County. It's about 20 minutes right outside south of um, the city of Atlanta. Um, The community is mixed and diverse in extraordinary ways um, from race um, to, you know, age. We have a lot of older, you know, wiser members in our community, as well as some younger, um, I guess people call them yuppies and millennials and things like that. Um, a lot of people, um, business owners, um, professionals, artists. I mean, it is such an eclectic, beautiful mix of people here in East Point. And um, when I was as an outsider coming in, um, I noticed that Atlanta is a big place and it has its own little pockets, but this pocket for me, felt like home, you know, it felt nice and felt like home. It has an urban feel here in East Point and um, it's just a great community. And I think that everybody here wants to see what's best for the community and they're very progressive, but they still have a lot of traditional values too. So I'm bragging on the city, but I really, (laughs) I really, really love um, the city a lot. It's great. Yes.
0: That's great. Now you mentioned, that when you moved to East Point, you were surprised because uh, East Point is considered a food desert. Share with us the definition of what that means. Um,
1: And I'll take a stab at Lori if you wanna jump in, but I think it's just an area where people, there's a lack of um, food and resources like um, grocery stores and restaurants. We have a lot of restaurants here um, in the city, um, I think there is a mix. There's not much of a variety yet, but we are seeing other companies um, holistic and healthy eating and just options that aren't based purely on necessity. You know what I'm saying? And that can give you those type of things.
2: I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, it also deals with low income mm-hmm.
0: people
2: are, you know, struggling and the fact that, you know, you would think about it. Um, somebody gets off the bus, you know, they have to go in the grocery store. A lot of times they're not stocked with the type of fruits and vegetables that were need. A lot of vegans and, and um, people are coming to look for fresh fruits and vegetables. They're not there or they're sold out. Um, a lot of people are on the bus line. You know, how often do you have stores that are on the bus line where you can come and pick up your groceries and then get out without long lines and all that kind of stuff. Also, one of the beautiful things about Market 166, we're not only going to be a grocery store with just fresh produce and stuff. We're also going to look at having prepared foods. So you can just grab and go, you know, healthy food options. Um, we're also looking at doing a commercial kitchen. And that's one of the things when we get into talking about a co-op, you know, so this is not just a grocery store. It's a movement mm-hmm. It's a community place where you can go pick up coffee, fresh mm-hmm and vegetables, prepare foods, you want to sit down and have you know a, a meeting you don't have a meeting place, we got you. Mm-hmm. you uh, um, Up-and-coming um, chef, we got you. We're gonna have a commercial kitchen. Um, another important thing is uh, part of the Cobop is educating. Um, a lot of times there are fresh fruits and vegetables well, I don't know how to cook this. We're gonna have options where we're gonna teach people how to cook it, how to cook fruits and vegetables, healthy eating, um, so that we also change the mindset. A lot of times that I talk about this, Keisha, a lot is like a Washington in the roads, a lot of apartments. And you know, you're know, you working all day and you know, you wanna come home and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do with this cabbage or whatever. So having those type of educational trainings where they can come in and learn how to fix these fruits and vegetables. I know when I go to the grocery store, a lot of times their food baskets are filled with processed food. Yeah. So just as just as quick as you can get that processed food, you can put together a full healthy meal with the same amount of time. And getting the kids involved mm-hmm. is I think that's a- equally as important. One of the things as an educator, I work with uh, U- UGA, with the extension service. And they have one right there on Washington road and we did healthy eating. We grew food. We met after school. We had recipe competitions. So I want to get involved with those types of organizations so that we can get the kids involved, grow their own food and that kind of stuff, even process the food. Um, I'm thinking I worked at tri cities and they have a culinary arts program. So it'd be great. I know, um, even as a teacher, the kids got together. We raised money for uh, cancer, um, for the Cancer Society. So they would create uh, nice, wonderful salads for the teachers, and we would actually order them. We would actually deliver it to our classrooms. And so wouldn't that be great if we had these same kids start to have, you know, cook food and process food and bring it to market 166. And we might even have a chef in the making.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I think you touched on it, Lori, about the experience. Um, I've lived in, I've had 22 addresses in my entire life so I've lived in uh, New York and Brooklyn and Queens I've lived in Texas um, down there Virginia and in, in Baltimore and every place that I've lived in there were there was a education and art and food was like the glue to the community yeah. you know what I'm saying it's the it's the it's the one thing that we all have in common we want to learn we want to have good experiences and we want to eat you know we want to eat healthy foods you know so just thinking about that, and even here in Atlanta, you have places like Crog Street Market. Um, it's a complete experience. It's not you just don't go in there. They have cheeses and, and and olives and all these things that just can spark the imagination. And to Lori's part point, you could be a chef in the making. Your kid could be a chef in the making, but and you could be you know uh, a nutritionist in the making just by being inspired by something like Market One Sixty Six in this type of community.
0: And the way that you've explained that, Laurie and Keisha, I, I absolutely love it. From your perspective, Keisha, you've, you've had the fortunate opportunity to live in a number of different places. So you've seen how people, you know, in their respective neighborhoods, uh, grocery shop. So paint the picture for us of where Market 166 is sits in the middle of the grocery store experience versus the Krog Street Market experience. Mm -hmm. Um, What does that look like? What does a co-op look like?
1: Um, I think it's about ownership, like the co-op and ownership and knowing that, like we have um, owners, and our owners sign up and um we this year we had a drive where we were you know we sell our ownerships and we give those to you know you can give the gift of ownership mm-hmm. and so with here it's i, I don't know who owns crog street market but i do know who owns market 166. i might not know everybody but I, we if we need to contact those people they live in the community they have a vested interest in the co-op and in the success of the organization so they take ownership to another level um if once we get up and rolling they can they can come in and, and help us bag groceries they can you know give information and help us out with marketing the and branding the the organization so the ownership is this it's the experience doesn't just stop with buying food it really goes deeper into economics and financing and, and being a business owner. What does that look like? So I think all those things are rolled into one which will contribute to the success of the organization.
0: So that's the glue, the ownership. The when you are in the neighborhood, you get to own a piece of the co-op. You're not just going in for exactly. the experience. Exactly.
2: That, mm-hmm.
0: that is something. Yes, it right.
2: is. You yes. know um, what's also important is with ownership, we make decisions, mm-hmm. in the voting process, so they're directing our path where we want to go as a group. Um, that's critical. So you know, also using local farmers um, is critical. I was just shocked how many people in the city of East Point are actually farmers. is so exciting, and um, you know that's what. The ownership part is about. So it's a lot different from, you know, just going to a grocery store and, you know, complaining about stuff and they're not listening to you. No, we are responsible. We are the people and we make those decisions. So that's great. Plus, employing local people Mm -hmm. Uh, coming in. Like they say, um, I forgot that little whatever, but everybody knows your name, you know. They, you
0: want to go where everybody knows your name,
2: right? Right, you know, critical. Mm-hmm.
0: That is that is great. Walk us walk us down memory lane in in t- telling us the story of how the neighborhood got together to decide on opening the co op.
2: I think it was, uh, and I kind of came in not at the beginning. Okay, one of the things that I. Um, What really got me in is because I'm a 60s baby. So my parents got together uh, and would put their money together. We would go buy bulk sugar and flour and things from the South side of Chicago. I lived in the North side and we would divvy it up. We would make meals together, did a lot of political action kind of stuff. And um, when I heard about the co-op, I'm like, oh, okay. I know about co-ops. I remember this growing up as a child. Um, I think that uh, a lot of it springboard from the East Point farmers market. You know, these people coming together to say, hey, let's make this happen. You know, just talking and communicating and going to the stores and saying, hey, you see this produce is in gray. Hey, let's exchange numbers. Let's do something about it. Mm -hmm. And um, that's kind of where it's, you know, kind of springboard. And they did um, ask for board members. And when I saw it, I applied and the rest is history.
0: Okay. How how did you hear about Market 166, Keisha, being fairly new to the area? Yes, I went to,
1: uh, uh, it was the Christmas holiday, actually, the city and the mayor um, put on a tree lighting uh, for the city la- last year. And mm-hmm. um, Lori and um, Jenna and all those guys, they were out there with their <laughs> pamphlets and stuff and Normally, when you see stuff like that, you're just like, I don't want to, you know, you just kind of, but um, it was the Christmas holiday and I was in the spirit. So I stopped and I, I took the pamphlet and I, I read about it and um, I was excited about it. And so when the opportunity came for to be a board member, um, I jumped at that opportunity just because I felt like, you know, if there's something to get behind um, for the community, this would be the right thing to do.
0: Yes, and it really does sound like it. Let's go back to the ownership component because, Lori, I remember you saying that 300 is the magic number. Tell us about that.
2: Well, 300 members now, you know, each member pays about $100 and we need a feasibility study. Now, we did a portion of the feasibility study and we found out we kind of knew East Point was gonna be the place, but we wanted to be sure. So we did a, a initial feasibility study and they said, yeah, you're right. So with this next feasibility study, now that we're kind of getting closer to a brick and mortar, we, we you know, not sure, we need to know, you know, okay, it's gonna be at East Point. What is the economical analysis of, going? you know, what's going on, the technical, the legal, the scheduling, the pros and cons of a particular area. Um, and so that's what the feasibility study, because we want to make sure that it's successful, that we're aware of some problems or some possible glitches. So the 300, if you think about 300 people at $100 a piece, you know that would cover a good portion of the feasibility study, which can run from like 40000 up to $100,000. That's something that has to be done. We don't want to go by feel-good stuff. We want data to support our decisions.
0: Understood. So it sounds like having the co-op in the neighborhood will be a game changer, and not only just a game changer, but a life-changing facet for the community. Talk about how the presence of a co-op will change lives.
1: I mean, that example alone, just doing things together, um, it brings a community to together. Um, and I think it gives us not only ownership, but pride. I think this, this area kind of struggles with not being the premier area in the city, but it has so much history, so many deep roots here. Um, We have celebrities that are from here that have actually come back and donated and started to be a part of the community. So I think the co-op is a symbol that we are not complacent. Um, I think it is a symbol of just community. And I think having it here for the co in the business, it will bring more business to this area. Um, It will bring people from all around. We're right near the airport, right? So we're Mm -hmm. like, right down the street from the airport. So instead of, kind of getting off the plane and, and you know going deep into Atlanta, if that's your if that's your destination, great, but why not stop in and come to, you know, to the co-op and come to the grocery store and get a feel of the neighborhood. So um it represents so many positive things um on the emotional side as well as you know on you know the quantitative the quantitative side where you can calculate and and, and see the investment in the city. So I think that's what it
2: represents. Yeah, and you know, Wakisha, well, when you mentioned Crog Market, that's what I envision. So yeah. a hour layover, we're just two exits on the Marta, and we're looking at being right downtown Eastport, so you can get right on the Marta, get off, we'll have local fruits and vegetables, peach preserves, and all different kind of things that you can kind of grab and go and take back and say, hey, look, these are Georgia peaches, you know, yeah. those types of things, crafts, music. So we want it to be a destination Uh, right next to the airport. You know, you can't lose. I appreciate the mayor because I know a lot of areas are just blowing up restaurant here, restaurant there. But I think she's being very strategic. Well, the whole city is being strategic in what's coming, making sure that everybody has equal access. And that what's going on in East Point is, like I said, strategic. We don't have too many of this and not enough of this. So um, also, we have a, a variety of different organizations that have been working with us. This is a movement. This is a community. Food Well Alliance, they have worked with the Atlanta Regional Commission on an agricultural plan. That includes us. That includes closing those gaps, including kids, including support for farmers. All this thing goes into the agricultural plan, and hopefully, we'll be moving towards East Point Agricultural Commission. That will kind of you know work with a variety of the producers, the farmers, the you know every composters, everybody, um, so that it is a holistic system. Uh, Nature's Candy Farm, Tunisio has been excellent helping us, you know, um, we're pretty much kind of new to this area as far as uh, uh, farming and, you know, a grocery store. So he has been exceptional in consulting and providing information. The Common Market is here. Of course, East Point Farmers Market uh, they have just been wonderful. We have been did a couple of little uh, events, uh, mobile market, with them, the planning department, the economics uh, development department, West Georgia farmers. I mean, everybody has really come together and to support us, which makes it so much easy because me, I'm going from a, a educator to now I'm opening up a grocery store. Ah, but They're like green. We got you. We got East. Yes. Market 166. And so that just makes it so much easier.
0: That's good. And and let's talk about uh, what you touched on uh, earlier, Lori, about the fact that not only are you feeding the community, but you are educating the community and helping those who want to ignite their passion and learn more about the different ways to cook healthy food. I really like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. So that is that's going to be that commercial kitchen um, where they can come in young entrepreneurs and make their you know wares, whatever they're cooking and actually you know sell it at the grocery store. I mean, it just makes so much sense. So this, like I said, I keep saying this, on so this is a movement. Mm-hmm. This is really a movement. Uh, and I really feel like with this agricultural plan that's coming together, the commission and all these different organizations, I think 2021 is going to be our year to make things really happen and for things to just come together.
0: That's good. Now, have you all selected a a, an area of town or a particular location for market 166?
2: Well, we have <laughs> kind of looked at the buggy work wagon works area. Yes. Okay. So that's it's what right near the Martin right as well. And we're okay. really excited, but I don't want to say a whole lot. I just, you know, we want to kind of get our ducks in a row before, you know, we come out and say, this is it. But, That looks to be the area that uh, we may be interested in. So we're still kinda, you know, getting more information and stuff like that, but we're really excited. I'm excited
0: for you. Do you think that Market 166 will become the blueprint for other co-ops to spring up throughout Metro Atlanta?
2: I think so. I think uh, in the bigger picture, you know, East Point was selected out of the whole state of Georgia for the Food Well and nice for the Agricultural Plan. So we are already a blueprint. And so as we start to look at all the different organizations that are coming together to make this happen, uh, we will be, you know, the talk of the nation. (laughs) Yes,
0: absolutely. Well, this has been a great talk. Please share with us for people who want to donate and or get involved, how can they reach you? um market166.com
1: we're on um that's the website you can go there and donate and read up about more about the co-op as well um follow us on social media and um facebook instagram i think we have a twitter account as well too but yeah we have we're on social media and um just visit the site and if you have any questions um you can contact us there as well
2: i also have one thing now we had a special that was $85 for the holidays. We still have it. So we haven't really stopped it yet, but we're supposed to, but you can still get on there. If you get on there in the next week or so, you probably can still get a membership for $85. Hi. Yeah.
1: It's a great <laughs> gift. It's, it's the type of gift that you give someone that has everything. Um, and for people like I actually bought one for my godson. He's not even one years old yet, <laughs> but it's, it's something that, you know, it's the legacy, you know, that we can, that you can provide, um, like I said, ownership, which is very, very huge. So.
0: So that, now that's an interesting point. Do we have to be residents of East point in order to take advantage <laughs> of no, you? don't. Okay. So anyone, any one of our listeners, our, our viewers out there can, purchase a membership.
2: Yes. Yep. Keisha's parents in North Carolina. We have uh, it's a couple of people, North Carolina. Oh my uh, God. I can't remember the other States that they're, they're like, okay, well, we're in town. We got you. Yeah, so,
0: yeah, pretty much. Yep. Oh, that's amazing. That's really good to know. Yes, please. Uh, I, I, I would love for us to be able to post that information after tonight's session on our sure. social media so that we can spread the word that's really good i'm i'm yeah.
1: personally calling all my hbcus because i went to norfolk state um <laughs> if they okay. want if they want to do that um in the university of texas in austin I'm, i went to school there as well so i'm calling out all the texans and the virginians and the you know but i think we want to obviously um, make sure that the city the residents of east point uh have an opportunity to be you know, owners as well, um, but we will definitely take the support of outside people so we can actually continue to build and um, and, and make sure
2: it's successful in this community. And it will. Um. Be. I also want to say we we want to encourage all the sororities and fraternities. We know that most of the fraternities or sororities are January babies. (laughs) So their Founders Day, I'm Delta Sigma Theta, so our Founders Day was yesterday. We have the AKAs coming up and the Zetas, and we just had the Alphas and the Kappas. And so all of you guys, join.
0: Yes. Yes, this would be a good time at the top of the year to to join and join the the movement. So, yeah, we
1: we have a lot of um like she said a lot of farmers in the in the area and um I think yeah, so we'll just leave it like that. Let's let's leave it there.
0: <laughs> but I love the fact that farming that farmers are in East Point, that farmers are in the city. That's that's something that's very exciting that people are taking an interest in growing their own food and learning about how to prepare their own food. So it's really good. Yes. So I want to thank you all again for joining us this evening and providing this valuable information. And you all are welcome to come back anytime. Thank you so much for kicking off our 2021 season And for our viewers who are interested in Blue Scorpion reputation management, please visit us online at bluereputation.today. You also can opt in to receive our weekly business tips at Blue Tips and text that to 63975. Again, Lori, Keisha, thank you so much for being here this evening. I'm Kimberly M. Starks, accredited public relations practitioner for Blue Scorpion Reputation Management. And thank you all. Have a good evening. Thank you, Kim. Thanks for inviting thank us. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.